Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Carly Anna. I am so overjoyed that you have decided to put me in your ear holes today as we journey together, walk alongside each other in this very human experience to explore who we are, what we're about, what makes us tick, why we are the way we are, how we engage with the world, our inner purpose, our soul curriculum, and potentially the legacy and the impact that we're here to leave on the world. This is a podcast for people who are curious about why they do the things they do and who want to explore different elements of human behavior and the human psyche. And at the end of the day, it's really for people who want to improve their lives in alignment with what feels really natural and good to them really to just become more of themselves and to live in a more authentic way. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm absolutely obsessed with. That's what I do in and out like all day, every day. I love it. And I'm so excited that you're here. So let's dive into the episode. If you love it, I would love to hear from you what resonated, what you got out of it. Please subscribe, please write reviews. That gives me so much incredible feedback that allows me to respond and to create for you. I'm a four, six pure generator with a very strong sacral motor. And I respond and get a very internal yes or no when I'm in engagement with my community about, yeah, I want to create that or no, that's not for me to create right now. So please respond. Let's have an energetic exchange. This is meant to be social (laughs) and I'd love to hear from you. So enjoy the episode and I will see you on the other side. Okay, guys, my gosh, we're back. We're back. It's 2022 and it has been quite the hiatus from the potty. I'm so sorry, but you know what? 2021, what a freaking ride. It was, it was a, (laughs) yeah, it was a circus, wasn't it? Um, And, you know, really 2021, the last half of 2021, I just had to be really focused on only a few areas of my world so that I pretty much didn't self combust. And I'm sure you can all relate to that uh, with the uncertainty, the ups and downs, the craziness that was going on. Um, So my focus really wasn't on the podcast. It was something that I had to put to the side, even though I really felt so much like inspiration, things that I wanted to share with you guys. I had to just focus on my kids primarily and surviving remote learning and holding emotional space for them and myself through that, through that, through that journey, really that we're still on, but it feels a little bit touch wood. It feels a little bit safer right now. Um, a little bit more stable, but also, you know, secondly was, yeah, my family unit, my extended family. And then thirdly, obviously my clients and people who've paid to be in my spaces, I really needed to be in a really great energetic alignment to be able to hold space for them and to deliver my services to help other people navigate the ride we were on. So I'm excited to be back though, 2022 fresh start. I've got so much content that I want to share with you. So we are going to dive straight in today. And for those who are new to the podcast, I want to share that this, well, 
some of the episodes last year, but definitely moving into this year, I really want to um, share stories and I want you to hear how, how I'm walking myself through my own healing journey and my own remembrance pathway of remembering who I am and fully stepping into and claiming my gifts. And I also this year am planning to bring on guests so that we can have conversations and you can hear from loads of different people with different backgrounds and different experiences with different human design blueprints. So, cause I can't speak to all of that. That's not my lived experience, but I'm absolutely fascinated and intrigued and curious about how other people react to the world around them. And, and so I'm going to bring that and I really want to bring it through this kind of storytelling format rather than just kind of teaching you really dry concepts. Um, so this episode today is actually an extension of an email I sent out to my mailing list last year, last year. Oh my gosh, last week, (laughs) um, last week. And it was a story about, um, our holiday last, last week we were away. We were away, um, in the beautiful, Alps in Victoria in the in Mount at Mount Buller, which is an incredible um, area of the state that I've actually never visited. When it hasn't been snowing, it's it's primarily a snow town, uh, and we visited in summer. And they have the most incredible, picturesque, beautiful, pristine mountain bike trails. And so we spent the week mountain biking, hiking, swimming in like mountain springs. It was really beautiful. And just reminded me about parts of the world that are really close by that we just don't ever explore, right? But it was so interesting on this particular day, we were, we were setting ourselves up to do a day of mountain biking. Um, and it was really interesting to me to witness how the different members of my family interacted and approached that day. And, you know, in both the lead up to it and whilst we were even like I had to hire a a mountain bike because my bike's broken. So in that process of me hiring my equipment and then figuring out the trails, (laughs) it was so, so interesting to see how all the members of my family interacted. And so what I want to talk to you today about is how human design and understanding people's energetic blueprints, their, their type, their strategy, their authority, how they interact with the world, how their brains work, what environment they thrive best in understanding all of this stuff, which I've been studying and embodying and integrating for three years. Um, and I'm just like still on like the tip of the iceberg, how understanding this can really help you in your day-to-day life, in, in your interactions and how you actually can see how the other engages, makes decisions, has to feel through things, um, how, how they respond to different circumstances and situations. So I thought I'd extend on the email that I sent out last week and, and really go a little bit deeper into this story. Uh, and yeah, really make it as tangible as possible. And so I'm sitting here today and I'm kind of looking through and going deeper into my children's charts and my husband's chart and blueprint. And I'm just kind of frothing here sitting here going, wow, I can totally see how this all plays out. And I'm just going to walk you through some of the things that I'm noticing. And of course, the invitation is there for you to open up your own human design blueprint to go to geneticmatrix.com if you haven't Um, generated your own chart you can do that uh, and play along you know really really listen to my story and think ah how does that play out with my family do they have 
a passive brain or an active brain? Do they have an open spleen or, you know, the channel of charisma? Like some things that I'm going to talk to you about today. Why do I think this is so helpful? Well, in the moments on the mountain when certain members of the family, probably me, uh, were in, you know, maybe in a little bit of a spin or feeling a little bit unsafe or a little bit uncertain or or a bit wary, you know, it was so helpful to understand uh, that it wasn't just them being annoying or indecisive or controlling like I felt like I was at some points uh it was it allows you to have so much compassion for the other to understand um yeah that this is actually how they're built and there's a reason why they're responding that they the way they are and that actually those responses those ways of viewing things are really important they're an important piece of the puzzle okay and we need their gifts but it definitely extends a lot more compassion and understanding. It also allows you to understand and accept different skills that those people bring to the table to be able to go like, for example, to understand that, um, you know, my, my youngest, (laughs) my youngest, right. He, he brings a lot of lightness and levity and spontaneity and, and he's, you know, we always say that he's absolutely hilarious He always knows, you know, the moment to kind of lighten the mood and crack a joke, or he just brings a really light energy to the space. Um, And knowing that about his design is really, really helpful to go, okay, he's not just being flippant and rude. He is bringing a new energy to the space. Um, It's also where I look at, um, you know, my eldest son, right? He's just naturally gifted at, at physical activity. He's very agile. And he kind of just jumps on a bike and freaking off he goes. Once he's on there, he's fine. And so, you know, I could, he could get really frustrated with me when I fall off a hundred times or I have to stop and catch my breath a million times. Uh, But he doesn't, he's got this beautiful way of supporting me. But, but, you know, I see in him that he is, it's easy for him. It's really easy for him. And there is some points where he's like, I can tell with his energy, he's like, this is so easy, mom, what are you doing? So understanding that about him is really helpful. It also allows us to have the ability to recognize our own limitations and to ask for help or to communicate how we're feeling and to communicate maybe why we're doing the things that we're doing. So I I think that will become clear as we go into this episode and I share a little bit more about the story. So on the uh what day was it on the tuesday the day before we all did mountain biking on the tuesday i didn't have a bike so my husband and my two boys who are seven and nine they went out on a ride this is how it went down (laughs) just to give you some context they went out on a ride like we're going to do this track so um i can't even remember what it was called i think it was called soul revival we're going to do the soul revival track So I pull out the map, I'm looking at that going, oh yeah, cool. So that's kind of just this loop around the the, sort of the village on the top of the mountain. I'm like, oh, that's really, it's quite quick. That's probably about a half an hour ride. You know, that meets, yep, they can do that. They're seven and nine. They're totally capable of that. Like, Like, see you later, off you go. Now, as I'm looking at the map and my husband starts to ride off with our children, I say to him, have you got a phone? 
have you got your phone with you? He's like, nah, with a shrug, shrug of the shoulders, channel of charisma. He has a channel of charisma, right? Like, nah, she'll be right. And like assumes that everyone around him will just go, oh, of course it will, babe. Of course it will. Anyway, no phone. I say, okay, honey, can you please just take a phone in case someone comes off injured, you get lost. Please just take a phone, rolls his eyes at me, knows what I'm like because of my human design, right? Um, Defined spleen, Uh, definitely got some planning and safety stuff happening in my chart, but mainly it's my uh, my defined spleen, which means that I, I am kind of always on a bit of alert about everyone being well and alive and safe, right? So I do, I do absolutely have these gates of nurturing and these areas of my spleen that are activated in just making sure humanity survives. And so, you know, my husband, God bless him, is just, you know, he does it. He, he takes the phone and I know that it's not because he believes he'll need it. It's really just to shut me up. And I love that about him, that he just does it. So that's, that's pretty cool. So he takes the phone off. They go. Uh, I see them riding around the, the, like the sort of the central village. And I'm like, I bet you he didn't look at a map. Right. So this is, he doesn't, he doesn't have anything in his design really around, um, planning or reading maps. And I've always said to him over our marriage, we've been together, Oh gosh, we've been together about 16 years, but I've always said like, you missed the gene of reading maps. I thought men were meant, were meant to read maps and understand directions. He is shocking. He gets lost anywhere and everywhere. And it's because he has, well, it's for a few reasons, but one of them is he has a passive brain. So if you go to the human design chart, um, and you generate a, you probably need a little bit more advanced software, but you can generate a chart that brings up the design brain, passive or active Passive brain, love spontaneity, not really that focused on detail. Yeah, these are kind of the people that just, they get through life with their head in the clouds and kind of just kind of, you know, taking in what they need, but they're probably not going to be the person that sits down and plans a route and plans, you know, looks at a map and plans out where they're going. So he's very much a like, she'll be right kind of guy. And so anyway, I watch them riding around. I witness my eldest son active brain also likes to really, uh, understand what's coming. And he likes to, (laughs) he just really needs to know that he's going to be safe because he has an undefined spleen. So people with an undefined spleen in their human design often feel, um, like they often enter the world with this sort of a fundamental fear that they're not really equipped to survive. Like there is this underlying, will I survive? How will I survive? And they often will really cling to and feel safe with people with a defined spleen like myself. My husband has a defined spleen, but with his other circuitry and his passive brain, it doesn't quite come through the same as mine. And so my, my son, I could see my eldest son, like getting quite frustrated with dad. Like, where are we? Where's the track? What are we doing? I could see my youngest son, very much like my husband. It's all right. We'll just ride over here. It's cool, dad. No worries. We'll find the track. Totally happy. Totally like flexible, whatever goes. I watched this for a few minutes. I then kind of signaled to him to come over. I'm like, where, where's the track start? And Paul's like, my husband's like, I don't know. (laughs) Mason, my eldest is like, dad, where's the track? 
So I say, cool. Well, would you like to would you like to ride around for another half an hour and find it, or would you like to just look at the map? And so we'll look at the map, right? And inside, I'm feeling quite frustrated. I'll be honest. I'm like, just look at the freaking map and save some time. But I also have this beautiful awareness that my husband brings this great gift to our family of spontaneity. And it's through sometimes going off the track that you find these incredible adventures. And we have over our years of traveling, you know, found incredible secret hidden restaurants and swimming holes because of that. And so he does bring a lot of, you know, a lot of um, activation in that area of spontaneity. Anyway, they look at the map. I say, oh, you've got to go down that road. And then you'll, you know, you get to the end of that and you drop down this sort of little bit of a cliff face safely and you're on the track and you probably should, it probably should take about half an hour. So I'll just sit here and wait and read my book. So off they go. An hour and a half later, (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, okay, this is not feeling good. Like I've got a hunch, my intuition, my defined spleen is saying, yeah, they're not on that loop. They're not on that track. Next minute, my phone rings and it it is my husband saying, ah, look, we're on this road. We're on one of the main roads, but we're down like way down this way. And I'm like, so you're not on that loop that you're going to do. He's like, nah, we took another turn. We went off here uh, and we're down here. Can you come and get us? It's too far back up the mountain for the kids to walk. Thinking, geez, how far did you go? Sure, babe, I'll come and get you. I get in the car. Sorry. And inside I'm thinking, this is so classic of him, right? Like this is totally him. And I know what's going to happen when I get there. My eldest son is going to be annoyed. But also he's going to he's going to love it. But he's also going to be like, mom, dad took us on the wrong track. We got lost. I totally know that when I get there, my youngest son will be like, that was the best adventure ever. And the key thing I'm kind of looking at there is that is that brain, that active versus passive brain and the spleen in this case. There's so many other areas I can absolutely look at. But, you know, I'd love for you to go and explore this with your own um, relationships. And I don't want to make this too dense and heavy and confusing. Okay. So yeah, I knew what I was getting. Anyway, I'm driving down this mountain in my head kind of going, Oh, of course you got lost. And, um, you know, like, aren't you really glad that you took the phone? (laughs) Right? Like, aren't you really, really glad that you took the phone? I'm glad I suggested that to you, honey. And I'm kind of practicing this on the way down and, you know, getting that out of my system and, really yeah just kind of muttering it to myself anyway i'm driving down this mountain forever like it was they were so far down the mountain it was crazy and so i rock in i'm like what what happened like what happened he's like oh we just took a right turn then we jumped on another track and look we ended up here okay cool did you have fun and the kids like yeah but, you know, we fell off and the March flies are biting us. And at one point, Nate was crying. My youngest was crying. And and my husband's saying, yeah, but we got through it, mate. And and we had fun. And, you know, look, we're fine. Mum's here. It's all good. And my eldest like, dad gets lost and he doesn't follow the plan. I'm like, yeah, that's what dad brings to the family. That's what dad brings to the family, right? And so... <laughs> It was just fascinating to be in that space and to see this all play out, to see how I am absolutely the planner in the family and especially around physical safety. I am always the one that's like, we're like, are we going to be, are we going to be safe? Let's just make sure if we're going into the bush, we've got 
you know, the bug spray, the sunscreen, we've got the phone charged, we've got water, we've got band-aids, right? My husband will literally ride into the Alps <laughs> with my two children uh, with no phone. They didn't take water. They didn't have, they didn't take anything except for the phone. And I, you know, in reflection that night when I, my husband and I were sitting down talking about it, I was like, do you see that there sometimes needs to be a bit of balance? He's like, we were fine. We were fine, Carly. I know you were. In this, in this instance, you were fine. Um, he also has, my husband also has the, you know, the motivation of hope, hoping that someone else might come in and fix things and hoping that he'll be okay. So there's so many key things there in their charts. What else? Let me have a little look while I'm frothing on this with you guys. Um, yeah. So husband, no planning or structuring gates really loves the thrill, loves the spontaneity, passive brain manifesting generator, right? So he can also switch lanes really quickly. He can change plans really quickly and often doesn't tell anyone around him that that's happening. Um, so that that's another element channel of charisma kind of gets away with it because he's so charismatic it just puts his little smile on and you know look at, looks at you in, with his beautiful brown eyes and you kind of can't be mad at him and that's totally his energy and so that is so cool to understand what he brings he brings spontaneity to our family he brings also this element of of uh, building resilient resiliency and grit in our boys which you know if you do any looking into or researching around you know boys milestones developmental milestones my boys are at the age where they do need to develop some grit and some resiliency and use their physical bodies and and analyze risk and understand their limitations and they can't do that if they're always with me who's always planned and i'm not really a huge risk taker with my physical body so it's so beautiful to be able to see how he compliments me, how we work as a team, what he offers the boys, even though inside internally, I can tell you now I'm screaming, like, how did you go into the bush with no water <laughs> in summer on a 30 degree day mountain biking? Like, what are you thinking? He's not. Um, and, but yeah, like he, boys very much need this at their age. And in my family, my dad is really, uh, their dad is really perfect for them to learn that from. So when I then look at my eldest boy, who's nine, you know, defined G center. So, you know, he doesn't really want to be told what to do. Um, he doesn't really want to be told where to go in general in life, like what direction to take. However, when he's out there doing something with his physical body, like mountain biking on trails he's never done before his his undefined spleen does go hello am i safe so there is an i probably i'm a bit biased but i think this is a really good thing i think it's actually a nice balance for him um, but in general that defined g center that defined identity center just wants to learn his way doesn't really want to be told how to do things so it was really interesting as he was jumping on his bike um you know, my husband was giving him some pointers on gears and stuff. And he, I see him, he just doesn't listen. He glazes over, he goes, yeah, yeah, dad, whatever. That can be really frustrating for someone trying to teach him something. But I always remind my husband that's he has to learn his own way. He has to do it his own way. He has to learn through mistakes. He has to learn through stuffing it up. That's how he's going to learn, not through someone external telling him what to do. So 
watching that dynamic was really cool to see him just jump on the bike and play and learn along the way. And sometimes as his parents, we get frustrated because we're like, we told you, we told you not to do that. Or we told you that wouldn't work. We told you to change your gears whilst you, you know, whilst you're moving the pedals, like all this stuff, but we just stop and think, this is how he has to learn. It's perfect for him. My eldest also um, is a second line. So he has the hermit energy in him. So he's very, naturally gifted at certain things in his case very gifted at um, anything with his body building riding bikes playing football any sport he's very very naturally good at that very agile very gifted so he really does just jump on a bike and goes <laughs> I'm behind him at some points on the Wednesday just pedaling my little heart out and just thinking how are you so freaking good at this you haven't you haven't done this for a few months we haven't mountain biked for a few months just jumps on and goes really gifted and so um, yeah, we give him a lot of, you know, we chat to him a lot about that. Like you're really able to just get on and have a crack at things. It's really cool. Um, he's very physically strong and centered, which, you know, we, we talk to him about, um, you know, also knowing limitations, also understanding when you haven't done something before, because he'll get quite cocky at times about, I can do that. And I, and I say to him, have you ever done that before? No. Okay, cool. I love that you're going to jump in and have a crack at that. We're also going to learn some limitations here. We're also just going to, you know, we're just going to balance this out. But that is me coming in with my divine spleen and focus on safety and security and everyone staying alive. Um, and I've talked about my eldest undefined spleen. So as I'm talking, I'm hoping you're kind of looking up your charts, looking at your kids' charts, understanding how this plays out in your own family, in your own life, with your friends, your whoever's in your world. Um, if you're a teacher or an educator or you, you know, you, you guide groups of children, this can be so interesting to explore, um, why some kids can be really physical in your classroom or just, you know, really wary. Some kids don't want to be told what to do. Some people, some kids really, really need that def that, um, guidance. This is really helpful. I hope that this is landing. Um, my youngest is an emotional generator. So he needs a little bit more time to decide if he wants to go and do the activity or not. So what we do to allow him space and time to feel into that is we'll usually tell him the night before. So we just said tomorrow, we're going to all go mountain bike riding. Um, you know, we're going to go at this time, we're going to spend you know half a day and we're going to, you know, do these kind of trails and you've done them before. And we just talk him through, through that. And we allow him to sit with that and feel into that because he does have, he does need a little bit more time to kind of warm up to an idea and decide if that's what, what, what we're going to do or not. Now, in this case, there was no option to not do it because we were all doing it together. We still gave him the time and space to kind of um, feel into that and to know what was happening. Um, my youngest also has a passive brain. <laughs> so, uh, love spontaneity, doesn't really care if things change. We always say he's really cruisy, really adaptable, goes with the flow. Uh, you know, we could, you know, plans could change. Like, let's say we woke up and it started raining. We're like, we can't go mountain biking today. He would have been like, okay, no sweat, easy. Whereas my eldest would, would need some extra time to adjust to that. <laughs> that would probably, yeah, that would be very, very hard for him to move through quickly. Um, my younger son has nervous determination. So this is these, you know, when you look at brain determination, cognition, environment, environment style, these all come from the variables or the arrows on the chart. 
Um, but they're really, really cool to explore. This is probably one of my favorite parts of human design is knowing like my younger son has nervous determination, which means that he really thrives on movement and jiggling around and um, stimulation. So mountain bike riding with lots going on, like the views and the bugs and the twists and turns in the track, uh, the different noises, the different things we were seeing, that really was fun for him. He really enjoyed that. So we understand that about him. Um, yeah. So what else did I notice on that day? Um, that's probably the most helpful stuff I can share with you as I'm rambling through this, but I hope that today's episode really like me talking through this story and then seeing how it links back to human design really helps you grasp how helpful it can be to understand this about your family or about, you know, your partner or your kids or your, whoever you're interacting with. Um, it's just so fascinating to witness as I witnessed us all navigating those couple of days on the mountain, witnessing how each of us reacted to them getting lost, even though my husband will still say, we didn't get lost. I knew where we were. He had no clue. Um, and you know, learning about how we help each other feel okay and safe and comfortable with these adventures that we're going to have, how how I can communicate to my husband. I really it just help me help my nervous system by taking a phone and taking some water. Like you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to believe that it's necessary, but it helps me feel safer in this situation. Um, understanding that my youngest needs time to think into and feel into what he wants to do. It just, you just have so much more compassion and understanding and you're able to meet everyone's needs. So it, you know, understanding your human design, understanding how your family ticks really helps you see also what everybody brings to the table and what I've learned in my many years of reading charts and, and doing connection charts in, in more recent months, seeing how, in, how people interact and engage, I'm just so blown away by how in, in nearly every family unit or group of people, like all the pieces of the puzzle are there. So many different gifts are brought to the table to create the whole, like we all bring pieces of the pie to create the whole, right? It's, it's so cool to witness this and to be able to accept this and to not see our kids as, you know, different to us and annoying or wrong or not to see our partner as irresponsible or um, dangerous to really be able to accept them fully as they are is such a gift. And I hope it's been a gift to you today as you listen to this episode as well. So if you're interested in really understanding human design at a deeper level of being able to kind of get little snippets of information, education around how to read the chart, how to understand the chart, and then even more importantly, how to integrate that into your daily life with really practical examples and activities I have something really exciting that we're starting for you guys in February 
2022, we're opening the doors to a new membership space called Integrated Design. And I wanted to create this membership space for those of us who don't just want to read a textbook on human design or listen to a podcast, but also but, but, but want to be in a community space where you can come in and go, hey, this happened with someone in my world today and I re- reacted like this and I responded like this, or this is how I see this. Where am I chart? Am I looking for that? How does that show up? Where does that come from? You can ask questions. I also want to create a space where you can witness other people like me walking ourselves through our design, actually learning more about ourselves and, and seeing it show up with huge aha moments in our days um, so that you can witness and also take on what suits you, what works for you, what resonates with you and integrate it into your world really with the desired outcome to help you embody your design a lot more to really embrace who you are, to understand how you tick and to be able to communicate that to those people around you that you care about. So this membership space, uh, you can absolutely jump on the wait list. The link to join will be coming out early February, um, but you can join the wait list at my, my website, but also my Instagram, probably more at my Instagram. It's easier to find Carly Anna coach, Go and follow me on Instagram. The link is in my bio or send me a message on any of the platforms that I'm on and we'll get you on that wait list. And there'll be some special offers coming out to those on the wait list before we open the link to the public, because that's how I roll as a four, six. Um, I give to my immediate intimate community as a fourth line first. Um, and then there, and then other people can have access to my energy. I want people in this membership space. I desire people in this membership space who really want to learn and embody what they're learning. So this is going to be cool. There'll be monthly trainings with me. There'll be monthly Q and A's as well as kind of me jumping in there every week and answering any questions you have, uh, guest speakers, panels, different, different types and strategies and authorities coming on and sharing their lived experience. Other really cool things that my sacral says a heck yes to throughout the year. So integrated design or ID is opening March 22nd, 22. So it'd be like the 22nd of the second, 22. I didn't even realize that. Um, and it'll be a $33 a month membership. Cancel any time. You can come in and stay forever. You can come in and out as you need, whatever you want to do, come in and suss it out. Um, I'd love to have you in the space as a four, six. This is going to be a really cool space for me to impact my community and be a role model of actually integrating and embodying human design. So I hope I see you in there. If you have any questions at all, find me in the socials. Uh, and I'll also put a link to the wait list in the show notes. So you can sign on up, make sure you don't miss out on any of the special offers and the doors opening. Have an amazing day. I would love to hear what you think of this. I hope it's been impactful and it's landed and I will be talking to you in the next episode.